morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome along to episode 62 of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast. We are back after a couple of weeks again um, and lots of exciting Scottish football to talk about this week. On this week's show we're going to be talking our Away Days Cuisine review. Um, It's not quite as exotic (laughs) as it sounds but you'll hear a a love letter from John here to his his favourite weather spoons. Um, And we'll be comparing that to the food we got at Stennis Muir. Been dodging about uh, since we've not been able to see Falkirk in the last couple of weeks. Hooray! Thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) We'll also be talking about the European chat uh, and why Celtic won't be getting quite as much money worth uh, money's worth out of their disco lights which would have been ideal <laughs> under some Champions League tunes so we'll be talking about that we'll also be talking about the difficulties of the Champions League and how to get into it these days if you can actually manage uh, and also Rangers successes and Hibernian's woes as well as some misinformed comments from myself surprise surprise hey. Uh, We'll also be talking about Europa League, obviously, which Celtic drop into, and the League Cup, which went on this week as well, so stay tuned for that. Anyway, joining me, um, Fly Emirates fanboy and the world's ropiest (laughs) announcer, uh, Paul, is uh, international businessman John. Hello. Flying up and down the country this week in your shirt and tie. Absolutely, feeling good. Have you taken Falkirk's transfer business into your own hands? Nah, I will. Sponsorship, (laughs) that's the thing. There you go. (laughs) Scouting from down south. You seen a lot of football this week? Uh, A little bit. Um, Mostly on the telly. Steady game. Mm, Was the steady game on the telly? Oh, it's well. (laughs) It's dodgy stream. It's it's good. I've been enjoying match of the day. I only watch 15 minutes of these days. By the by. Anyway, let's crack straight on. Anyway, our first topic this week will be our away days cuisine review. So this week, John, you've attended two away days in the space of two weeks, a fortnight. Yes. Well, I better not say fortnight. Uh, well, yes, I'll tag it and the, the video will get a more fortnight. views. <laughs> so you went to Partick Thistle Joy. to watch Falkirk. Uh, the other week there, what was the cuisine of choice? Uh, it was a Weatherspoon's breakfast. Weatherspoon's, Weatherspoon's breakfast. breakfast. Now, viewers might be very familiar with this, you know, a, a hangover has come upon them, or I think people do it as a treat. You see quite a lot of people in there. I did uh, it for a treat. You do it for a treat? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, dear. Well, when I was invited to, to this occasion, it was prejudiced with the Weatherspoon's yes, breakfast. It was a 10 o'clock train to Glasgow and right to, right to Spoons. <laughs> and my heart winced <laughs> at the thought of this. It was like, Ugh! it can feel the fat and the grease already tightening up beyond it so what was included as part of this majestic meal? well I went for the large oh there, are, oh there is different sizes oh, of course I was unaware of this. course and so you, could have, you could have got a breakfast sandwich was well. in the breakfast sandwich uh, sausages eggs like together a little bit of black pudding I'm not keen on that oh I'm bacon not keen on that no anyway, large. separately fantastic <sighs> not together so you go for a large breakfast right. right so we're talking two fried eggs two sausages two bits of bacon right baked beans Tice gone, couple of bits of black pudding, haggis for an extra pound. <laughs> for uh, a, why the extra pound at I that point? Know. Exactly. Just order some pancakes. Dear well. Which is exactly what I did. See, the full works for you. And two slices of toast. <sighs> How's that gym work been going <laughs> recently to <laughs> There must be like, what, 2,000 calories in that or something? That was a uh, two and a bit thousand calories. Breakfast. Grand. Breakfast. What? Had a pie supper on the way home. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, you know, at least it was the only thing that cheered you up about your your day. Aye, but the day, the day was really good up to about half past two. You got well, off and the, the kickoffs at three. <laughs> now, if you go off at St George's Cross, wander up, and it's just an absolute bomb scale. Mm. Yeah, funny old stadium for Hill. Uh, we saw it being torn to bits by the Celtic fans. <laughs> the League Cup. Mm. 
Yeah, I think that's my picture going up on Instagram is Lee Griffith trying to kick away a smoke bomb and Aye. flares. It's the only flare I've ever seen from him. Aye. <laughs> But no, it sounds like a good day. It was good, apart from the game. The game was dreadful. <laughs> I'm very sad I couldn't go. Really? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, double booked. It was it was fringe over binge for me. Nah, take the binge over the fringe. No, would you take the binge <laughs> over the fringe? <laughs> well, you could do both. You could you could binge fringe. That's the that's mm. the title of our new show. We're p- performing there next year. <laughs> yeah, I'll get time off. <laughs> would be easy enough. Uh, also, cuisine that was sampled. Stennis Muir. Uh, on Saturday with myself I was able to come this time a fantastic burger van adorned this League One ground which was refreshing to see going to the Falkirk Stadium week in week out it's or the same catering yeah. even bigger stadiums you know you don't get that not outdoors no my brother was ecstatic at the thought of was it like Perry Perry Mayo or like uh, no it wasn't it was uh, Chipotle Chipotle mayo there you go it was like Chipotle mayo at a Steny game like. <laughs> he was buzzing <laughs> that was like the best thing about it I was like who comes up with that idea Like, I don't know it looked alright to be fair it was, uh, um, chips and cheese were good I know you usually stuck with just a pie or some aye or it cost you six quid do you next stuff so that was good uh, reasonable uh, price not winning any awards you had chips and cheese aye no, 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 it's only about £4.50 that's not Which is bad. reasonable considering yeah. it's like eight quid for fish and chips out of some places. That's not too bad. Uh, the curry sauce was smelling good as well. It the did chips. smell good. To be fair, I kind of rather whip the curry <laughs> sauce when I think about it. So this is definitely the classy end of Scottish footballing cuisine. Yes. It wasn't the the tapas you'd get at Spanish games or you'd probably get a crepe at a French game. I don't know. No. What did you get at the German game? Uh, beer, I uh, Frankfurter pretzels. Pretzels are a big Pretzel thing. Pretzels are a bigger thing. Uh, beer. Beer would be the big, the, the, the big thing that were. It's like, could I get the Italian games? The Italian games were pizza. Oh, that would be a wee slice of pizza, actually. They were really good because it was like proper deep pan pizza. Like freshly made. It depends where you are in Italy, I suppose, whether it's thin or thick. Well, it was Milan. Milan was a thick pizza. Yeah, they had a thicker base. In Rome, I can't remember what I got in Rome. Uh, I don't know, because it was too metal. After it <laughs> been frisked six times, like. I kind of lost, lost my appetite. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same. Was that the San... C- oh, no. It would have been the San Siro in Milan, but the... Yeah, Olympico. Olympico in Rome. Uh, I've got to say, I loved the San Siro in Milan when I went in the summer. It was good. It was it's different being out for a game. Yeah. From what I would imagine standing outside it. Yeah. Um, being at a game, even though it was like 50,000, 60,000, it was half empty. It was yeah, bizarre. Well, that's it was, the thing. It's a crumbling 70, wreck. 75,000. I didn't think it was a crumbling wreck. It, it is when you're up the top. You know, like, Maybe oh when you're my God, like... Way. It's like you can actually feel yourself sliding down into the park. That's not good. It's scary. A lot of the massive pillars that just swirl. Oh, it's round and round. It's it? a spectacle. And outside the Olympico as well, you're walking into Olympic it's Park. Not quite far from the pitch, though. A little bit. So you've got the. See, that's the thing. We moan about Hamden and being miles from the pitch, but we're not actually like a full running track. Oh wait, this is a full running track. And I was watching this week the new Man City documentary on Amazon Prime. Mm. That was when they went to Napoli. And the atmosphere when they went to Napoli is insane. In spite of the fact there's like a, uh, there's quite a distance, and no one's like sits, a moat though. I uh, no one sits in the bottom tier. Right, they all sit in the top tier. At, uh, is it the San Paolo? I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, it's quite smart though. Like, oh, it's one of these stadiums to go to. You can create atmosphere without being close to the park. <laughs> you can just create atmosphere for Falkirk. That's all I'm saying. Like, oh. Well, the Airdrie fans. Uh, <laughs> to be fair to them, that, you're right, going back to that, since we're off on tangent. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about Stennis Muir, Airdrie, League One. 
uh, I don't know, 300 Airdrie fans, 200 Airdrie fans? Aye, a couple of hundred. A, a good turnout for that game. Uh, yeah. They made as much noise as I heard. I think St Mirren were the loudest fans I've seen at the Falkirk Stadium mm. last season. It sounded as loud as that. It was crying. Uh, I get that much sure. Hilarious refereeing. Like, yes. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen so much bias going back and forth between the two teams, which is probably just bad refereeing. Yeah, hey. um, I don't know who the I don't know who the referee was, but uh, I think he got the sender off correct. Just, um, yeah, uh, that's not what we were saying at the time. I know. I've thought about it though. The guy was last man, and I don't think the other defender was going to be able to cover. So he couldn't have covered. No. Nah. Not in my opinion. So you think it's a last man incident instead of a... Yeah, definitely. So they, It wasn't a malicious challenge. To, to explain it, the incident was, you know, Stennis Muir, striker running through and goal. Probably what, the fullback came out to challenge him? Yes. On the kind of on the corner of the box. Um, I wiped him out. Outside the corner of the box, because I think it was a free kick, Aye. wasn't it? He's wiped him out, and we were thinking, oh, it's, a, it's a clear booking all Aye. day long. And the, the ref... Twice in a week I've seen sending off there. The other one was hilarious. It was for a guy swearing at the referee. I was just like, yes, referee. Ref. That should be done more often. <laughs> um, not, he wasn't taking any of it uh, in the sort of Sunday League game that that was. But I, we, we were horrified. The Stenny fans were horrified. The Airdrie fans were kind of stunned into silence. Uh, um, yeah, probably. Riotous and what sort of kind of sinking right. what happened. Um, so that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but then the abuse the players were getting from the under-13s ultras by the side of fields. That was quite funny. Oh, well, well, we'll all go to these football games and see. And do you know what? It, it's a good thing, I suppose. There was a steady under-12 just yes. going at it. It was fantastic that they got to got to be there, Aye. I think. And they were all they were quite confident. You know, they were with their pals. They were coming up with chants on the fly. Aye. Not that any of them stuck <laughs> in any great detail <laughs> the most hilarious part of that though was we were quite excited to see Daryl Duffy Aye. for Airdrie involved in quite a bad uh, was it a head knock I think it was his ankle more than else he, he jumped for the last defender mm-hmm. uh, fell against him mm. but it probably should have been the other way around and he was booked while he was lying on the deck I know. <laughs> it, was a, it was a total 50-50 clash he was going off anyway booked him <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous that was terrible it was like insult to injury but all these lads were just saying diver diver I diver it's like the poor coach guy was trying to explain to them that no this guy's actually going off injured and then the coach, like, the coach was like this could be really serious <laughs> and they're like yeah yeah diver a few of them ran in front of the stand once the guy got sent off Aye. I was really worried that they were going to I thought they were going to do something that would be funny as anything though. Aye, but the thing is if you swipe out at a bunch of kids like <laughs> exactly. it's not going to go down that's well that's that's worth the 13 pound again <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It was it was talking points. Absolutely, uh, more than we've ever managed to get out of a, a, standard, a Falkirk game. This standard Bairns game, yeah. exactly. Uh, so it's actually it's quite nice a bit of football tourism. It was good. I enjoyed that. It was a different kind of game. Mm-hmm. It was a different kind of excitement. Uh, we kind of really went to see how Kevin O'Hara would cope yes, in League One, which wasn't brilliant. Thing about Kevin O'Hara, Falkirk player, just gone on loan to Stesmuir, has yet to get a competitive goal for Falkirk despite being a striker. Although John Baird scuppered, scuppered that right in Falkirk fans, if you know what we're talking about there. But we kept making comments, and the old guy in front of us kept turning round. I wondered if that was his grandpa or something. I don't know. Um, he kept turning round every time we spoke about him. It was a bit like, meh. We kept talking about him, wasn't he? He never said that. He's probably going, Jesus, you're right. Like, well, maybe. Well, you were saying he's no competitive goals ever. Three goals for East Fife. I confirmed it wow. on Wikipedia. 
Um, swapped for Nathan Austin. You know, look how his career's flying now. Ish. <laughs> um, but uh, he was man of the match. The official sponsor's man of the match. Really? Yes, he was. Um, <laughs> so, which was remarkable That's... considering we talk about Stennis Muir down to 10 men. Lost. Eh, no, Airdrie down to 10 men. Stennis Muir still lost 2 1. Uh, Airdrie looked really good. Great team. Re- really good. I, I, I've had our both as kind of one of my favourites for League One. Mm-hmm. That slightly changed my mind. I think Airdrie looked really good. I'm trying to find. We spotted uh, the number 11. Of Airdrie, you know, quite a big physical guy, fast. Aye, he looked a slightly better Miles Hipley. He did. Um, uh, we didn't quite, see much finishing. Quite a tricky know. player. Um, the number 18, I think, if he was a wee bit more match fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd seen him in the friendlies, Airdrie played Falkirk. Right. And the pair of them looked alright, linked up quite well. Mm-hmm. So, be interesting to see if he gets a run of games, if he can start performing. Uh, well, it was... but it's a team to watch for sure. Like, well, a top of League One. You know, anything can happen. We've seen mad results in playoffs. Oh, it's crazy. Especially for Stennis Muir, who I think uh, were never expected to go up against like Peterhead and things like that. Aye. And maybe find themselves a bit out of their depth at the moment. Uh, but, you know, maybe throughout the season that'll kind of... I'll even sell it. Right itself, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, excellent finish from like Ryan Conroy, who I think's been there for a while. He's quite a... Airdrie. Yeah. Aye. He's a name I know. He used to play for Alwa, I'm sure. Okay. He's a name you hear on... Um, Sports Sound on a Saturday mm. and things like that. Excellent curling finish and they were really good in the air. Aye, they were quite powerful. Being, being Airdrie would be. Well. <laughs> Airdrie in the air. It's a good name for a festival, write that down. Um, that was another thing was when I went to put up the Instagram. So many hashtags based on Airdrie. It was like, you know, Airdrie pets, Airdrie style. So if you're in your social media, Airdrie <laughs> seems to kind Just of Just hashtag place. it, it's fine. Hashtag it there, exactly. So, um, no good experiences all round. Uh, give us a comment below what random games uh, you've ended up at. Uh, I think we'll give a. I need to give a East Stirlingshire game a go. Yeah, that's a Lowland League team. Aye, being at the Fokker Stadium, though, it's not the same. That's true. That's true. I was impressed with the quality of League One. I thought it was uh, it was it better was... than what I've watched at Stirling Albion previously. Definitely. Aye, League Two. League Two. Uh, apart from the announcing. Which, you know, I do it still like Well, that was your fault, right? There's better quality there, but then, you know, when you're waiting for the game, bing, bong, and today's squads, you're like, just, it loses a bit of something. Aye. You're kind of waiting for them to walk out to elevator music or something like that, you know, keep the chilled vibes <laughs> on the go. Uh, anyway, I guess switching gears to similarly sized competitions, the European Whoosh. Champions League. <laughs> there we go, now fully licensed in FIFA 19. Ah, bore. As a bit. Um, aye, Celtic were knocked out this week against AK Athens. Uh, so I guess we'll. Did you see highlights of the game at all, John? I, I watched most of the game. Oh, did you? Well, certainly the second leg. I didn't see any of the first. I thought they could have. I thought they could have at least got a two each draw in that second leg. If they had two centre backs, yes, hundred percent. I don't think the centre back. Well, the centre backs were the issue, but I thought the strikers had some really good. People like Rogic had really good opportunities. Griffiths had a good opportunity. Mm. Sinclair had good opportunities as well. Nam buried them. and He took his goal well when he came on. You just felt Celtic were a little bit behind the curve. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's a, I don't think it's staleness as such. It's just there's a disconnect somewhere that it's not quite firing on all cylinders. Well, I, I think there's been a there's been a bit of a blame game going on recently. And, you know, Chris Sutton's commented on this. He's disappointed no one's taking responsibility. You know, they're saying that the signings haven't been up to scratch. That's what Rogers has been saying. He's not been given the cash. 
Ah, I don't know what he fully expects though. I mean, but has he spent nine million pounds on Edward? Yeah, but a huge amount of money. I think he's always had one eye on a good Premier League job. Should it ever come up again? Yes. And he's trying to deflect any responsibility he may have had because his signings. You look through the list. Dembele, for example, was a good signing when he's fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I think Abuie Kuasi was supposed to be one of his big. Yeah, fights. it never really worked. Sinclair worked for a season mm-hmm. beyond that didn't well, he's looking yeah he's looking a bit tired of he's it he's 50-50 at the moment Aye. but I can't work him out well the the big thing obviously at the moment is their defence and I mean that's a huge issue and he, he did sign Jack Hendry but it must have been one for the future that was the big thing and he's not really replaced him as a yeah. They bring in Comper, and I think this is where the issue is really hmm. that this man is persistently injured. Well, see, well, why sign him? I was reading. He signed them injured. I was reading an article in the Scotsman today, and they were saying, you know, Comper was. There was question marks around him. For me, I thought Comper was a great. On paper, he was a great signing, you know. 30 year old defender. I think Plenty 73 experience. rated on FIFA, so I was like, that's good enough for Scotland. Mm-hmm. And that yeah he's just I think he is fit now or something he's just nowhere near the squad or something I don't know there's something weird I'm fairly confident he's injured and he's only played half a dozen games at best well the the chat I was reading today was that they should offer Ryan Christie to Aberdeen to get Scott McKenna he's injured for about six months well you know new problem but that that is probably the calibre of defender they should have gone for instead of Jack Hendry who struck me as available at a time when they did need yeah, it's cover just, it's the same as Scott Bain it was when they needed a goalkeeper they got him in yes they haven't got the kind of quality they need at, at the back and I wondered about Denier because he was linked for a while and he very right, quiet everyone very talks quick. about how, how brilliant he was when he was here he had a shocking World Cup campaign with Belgium I think in that following summer uh, and he wasn't I don't think included barely in this competition this year yeah but I mean we'll reverse it Boyata's had an absolute shocker of a season the amount of mistakes he's made mm. ah but there he had a, a, a world class decent world, world cup, cup fine. You know, and now he's worth an absolute fortune you're thinking but have you really watched him during the season and the mistakes he's made everything's hinged on that that's why people like James Rodriguez went for stupid money Aye, a good world cup gets exactly. a good move and if I was Celtic right now I would have cashed in immediately on Boyata on Boyata and got someone else in but the hardest thing to do at the moment is to find good defenders. Can you name me like four good central defenders in Scotland? In Scotland? Because <laughs> that is that is where they'd have to buy them from. You know, unless you get like a find like Virgil van Dijk or whatever. But that they must be taking so many punts on these sort of players. I think they are, but for the most part, mo- like some of them have come off really well. Most of them have come off, I would yeah. argue, yes. I mean, but van Dijk, Wanyama... Eh. Kai out a small extent. Oh, people like Stuart Armstrong. Armstrong, came on. 7 mil. Um, they could cash in on Christie, make a couple of million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they have a track record off it. They do. Bringing in someone, and obviously that's what they're trying to do with Ayer, that's what they're trying to do with Hendry. I think Ayer might make it. He's big enough and strong enough. Mm. Hendry, sometimes you watch him and he's like, you just. No. switch off he's, t- he's still a young guy and he does have the physical attributes you know he's tall he's but strong he's, he just glazes over it it's bizarre <sighs> that, that's a problem <laughs> when it comes to I think that's, Celtic have spent so many years building such a strong midfield that everything else has kind of crumbled around it especially the defence I mean, yeah but I mean you don't really need it in Scottish football you don't need a recent you don't need a decent defence if you can constantly attack. But then, you know, they signed uh, what is Aguirre back recently. And with Gamboa playing so well against Partick at the weekend, do you put them as wing backs and bring Tierney into the middle? 
Maybe, but he's a, such a good left back. Yeah, but who needs a good left back? You know, if you can play three at the back. Well, if they, if they play a lot of wing back play, which they generally do. Well, they did at the weekend because they needed desperately to get out of bother. <laughs> but you've seen the difference in that as well. It comes to the kind of squad as a whole. Yeah. When they played party, that game was flat. There was very little to it. Yeah. As soon as they bring on Cal McGregor and especially James Forrest, mm-hmm. what? But I just changed the game because it was space opened up. Mm. Forrest was able to pick his pass. Mm-hmm. In fact, he created both goals really. Yeah. Two balls down the probably the right hand side mm-hmm. and crosses in. Uh, He's looking to stay there forever now, I think, isn't he? Quite right. Well, yeah, I suppose if it works for you somewhere, uh, so be it. It's what uh, can I'll, I'll come back to Hunt Armstrong. Perhaps. I saw him on highlights with Southampton not doing that strongly. I was yeah, like, I was like, mm. nah, nah, okay. It would have been a good team to move to two or three years ago. But they had good players yeah, around it. Yeah. Now, not so much. Uh, but yeah, now out of the Champions League, a shortfall, I think, of £11 million compared to. 30 million probably 30 million. could be much much more um, so either their disco lights won't get <laughs> they won't get the full treatment <laughs> yeah because like you know you talk about the. we all know the Champions League that sort of terrible rendering mm. um, there is a Europa League song <laughs> Which is awful. Yes. And it doesn't have the same appeal to it. Yes, you would you would just leave you never walk along, just leave clubs to do their own thing. Because yeah. then the disco lights would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um but you know the the point we were making earlier, I think there was there was a really good statistic and I lost it on social media about, you know, eighty percent of the Champions League places are automatically taken up by like four percent of European leagues. Mm-hmm. And we discussed kind of off the air earlier that in the Champions League there are only six available places for qualifiers I left now beyond the automatic uh, so there are only there are only 12 teams in that playoff round that will play for those places mm-hmm. that's nuts uh, it's just not one how can you call it a Champions League tournament when it's like that well for me I've argued for years that the format is beginning to bore me because we've had it for so long you play the same teams over and over again and it, it, it's not interesting anymore you have they either have to kind of leave it as it is but open up again mm-hmm. and you know if, if Chelsea don't make it one season tough or do you completely reformat it mm-hmm. and make it our Champions League mm-hmm. they're just they're just the winners of every league in Europe and just chuck it in or you know do you open up into a kind of league tournament mm-hmm. so oh no, you, you no, no, take, no that sounds dangerously like this European Super League it does to create. it does but you know that's another kind of avenue when this really starts to wear off because it will it's losing its appeal already for if, us if they would they could do that European Super League idea like or they could do it no bother probably could but, that's what essentially the NFL actually is if you think about it because they're flying what two three thousand miles America's probably about the size of Europe maybe a bit smaller aye roughly so that'd be no bother in this day and age to fly Juventus to of course, Aberdeen would be included. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, but then would Rangers... Oh. You do it like a master, like the PGA Masters, which you've got a green jacket or a Champions League trophy, you can, you can you're automatically you can go in. To the, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> so the Champions League would be your route in to like the Legends and Club. And then you have like a wild card entries and that's just how you build it up. Mm, okay. How many teams would you have in this theoretical green jacket club? Uh, well... Because it would depend, because if more and more teams keep winning it, different teams. Well, my thing would be, like, from Spain, you would probably only take Barcelona and Real. Because they're the only two, I think, have won it. 
I don't think Atletico have won it. Uh, Atletico are on his borderline team. From, oh, they, they actually won the Champions League. From I don't England? think they have. No, but then they're a big team. So from England, you would probably take what? Man U. Well, you'd have to take Man U. Well, they've won it, right? Okay. So they've won it. Chelsea have won it. So you don't take Man City? Yeah, don't take Man City. Don't take Arsenal. They haven't won it. But Arsenal got to the final. Nah, they, they never won it. Okay, so there's your they two. They didn't get their green jacket. There's your two from England. Does anyone it? Well, Liverpool. Uh, well, you got Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest. No, you can't. <laughs> they won it though. This is the, it's the green jacket principle. <laughs> you okay. can't, right? You take everyone that's won the Champions. Do you want League. Aberdeen in this or not? <laughs> they didn't win the Champions League though. They won the European. It was still the same trophy. I know. It was my belief that it was the one below. No, Aberdeen won the European Cup Winners' Cup, which is the big Champions League trophy. Well, I suppose. Aye. Did they not beat the champion? It was complicated back then. <laughs> That's how you get your... your yeah, but then you can't have Aberdeen playing Barcelona. Ah, you can. So you would include Celtic. Because Celtic won it. won it. Yep. Rangers... Haven't won it. They won something. They won the European Cup. No. You won the European Cup. No, we won... We, they won the Cup Winners' Cup, which is like the UEFA Cup. No, I'm sure Aberdeen won the Cup Winners' Cup. Nah, they won the... Right, by the by, we're too young for this. So you're booting out Rangers, which would just go down well. I didn't say that. <laughs> That's what you said. We would not have. Uh, would we have Dundee United? Yeah, they got to the final and lost. Oh, just. Um, you'd have Red Star Belgrade. They won it. I don't think Partizan did though. No. <laughs> That's controversial. Okay. So have Paris Saint Germain ever won it? They've never won it. I don't think Marseille have ever won it. Probably Leon. I think um, Saint-Étienne used to be really good or something They France. might have won it Dortmund have won it Bayern Munich have won it Germany Monaco have won it Have they? Or Porto mm, Porto have won it okay, Porto. And Benfica have won it This is just you testing our knowledge with, This yes. is a rubbish This is a quiz This is, <laughs> this is a quiz for the what, what you're presenting here actually Interestingly enough Is actually a more balanced European league And a more inclusive one Well the thing about that is most of the teams we've mentioned are actually winners of their own leagues mm-hmm. apart from Aberdeen <laughs> you know. for a while <laughs> for a while yeah but it's a, they are the champions of Europe uh-huh. so they should be playing each other or you could just have a top tier tournament have a second tier and then a third tier mm-hmm. tournament but and then, have like the Intertoto Cup back oh no <laughs> No. Don't overcomplicate this. It is getting overcomplicated. What you're saying is you would just take the first place team to the Champions League, the second place team to the Europa League, or, or bring back the European Cup Winners' yes. Cup because the Europa League's a pretty naff name, if we're honest. Um, yeah, I would like that. I would like to see the more knockout-based stuff as well because on a Champions League match day, I do not have, I do not have interest in watching ninety percent of the games on a group stage match. When I get to the knockout stages, it's a bit it's more. Quite, it's more interesting, especially when you get to. I don't know when Barcelona played Ludogorets mm-hmm. in the last game of the group stage when everything settled. I'm so the only way those games know. are interesting is when Barcelona go away and then really struggle to actually. Oh, when you put on your like your minus five handicap uh-huh. to try and get some well, money. Like, yeah, wouldn't you take any tips from John Brown? That's for sure. Ah, uh, well, uh, get to the air game. The thing is, it'll never happen because of the financial stability that these teams want and get. The teams from that top hold the power. Aye, and the problem is. You know, I've spoken about. It. I don't know if I've spoken about it in here before, but the financial distribution goes with the amount of television revenue your country brings, mm-hmm. which is why I think Celtic have done so well because we're part of the Great Britain uh, set up, and I think why Juventus won the most prize money two years ago, despite not even winning the competition because no. their TV deal was so good. So the broadcasters need that certainty. 
Aye, and but, they, they hold the power as well as the big clubs. You look at, say, uh, who are they? Is Chelsea in the Europa League this year for England? Nah, it's Burnley. And maybe. <laughs> maybe in it. There's a, is it Arsenal that's in the automatic spot? They never got anything. You sure? Yeah, pretty confident. There must be Chelsea in there. Must have been Chelsea then. So I think they didn't give two hoots about the Europa League. No. Whereas Burnley? Don't, definitely don't. He's already came out and says the Premier League is more interesting. No, but the fans do. To a point, I think. Well, they're seeing 120 minutes of football on a regular. No, not 100. Yeah, 120 120 minutes of football (laughs) on a regular basis. Squeeze through against that Beshakir team in extra time. Aye. Interesting to see if they make it because they're struggling. I don't actually think they're that great a team, to be honest. Only that. But by the by, so do you think? Coming back to by the Celtic, do the do the board need to back him no, or the Celtic? Because I think they've need... always been they've always been quite tight if you think about it. They have, but within reason. I mean, it doesn't take a huge amount of money to win the Scottish Premiership, but it does to get into the. It does to get into the Champions League, and it's do you spend to hope you get into the Champions League group stages, or do you not spend and still hope? So do Replace you? My chance. If we were to negotiate at the European table of UEFA, would you take an automatic Europa League group stage spot or that cham- miserable Champions League qualifying so berth? Do you either take Europa League group stage or do you take first round qualifying in the Champions League? Which is where we're at. At the moment. Sacrifice it and give it to someone else. I think, yeah. I don't know. Um, the financial the financial honeypot of the Champions League is so massive. It's big. It's only going to get bigger. There's the a point now, where no, this secondary competition might not even exist. I mean, I don't know how much money they're actually going to get for being in the Europa League. It'll uh, be a fair whack, but it'll not be... It'll be a, an order of magnitudes less. Yes, but it's still European money. Oh yes, absolutely. And yeah. they have a fair chance of getting through the group stage, you would hope. I don't know what their... They're not great. I don't know what their coefficient would be. <laughs> not half as good as it was, obviously. But because they're coming through the Champions League route, they might be seeded higher. You know what I mean? They would need to get a good draw. That's the nature of it for Scottish aye. teams. And the thing about the Europa League is you come against some really... Aye, you come against big teams. Aye. And people who take it very seriously, you know. Well, all the Eastern European teams really do, especially at this stage. Well, that's the big... You look at when Zenit launched themselves years ago. We were all like, who? Aye. When won the thing. They'd been flipping Bayern Munich. On their way, although Bayern Munich went out at the, the peak of their powers. Oh, not at the time. Um, at the time, exactly. I'm sure. Did Bel- Belgrade, I think, got through last year, didn't they? One of the. They played Arsenal. In fact, did they not beat Arsenal in the Europa League? Yeah, was that not in the knockout stages, though? Might have been. I think it was in the knockout stages. So, I, as we've said, it's more interesting for us because it's where the, the true footballing teams are. It's, it's interesting now because we've now got Celtic and hopefully Rangers as well. Uh, currently a European tournament I'm not going to kick them out of that one Rangers <laughs> 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 uh, not quite yet I think they should be fine as well well they go on to play FC UFA of Russia one letter short of UEFA wink wink <laughs> um, of Russia they I don't know very much about I think they must have got quite lucky with a qualifying berth because they've never had any European pedigree and they, uh, but they played Niedercorn in the last round which we know first hand experience aren't that great ah, but how on earth did they end up in the third qualifying round then well they must have played some absolutely stinking teams to get where they were Ooh, they're not <laughs> as bad as we first thought <laughs> no um, they are the thing, the only thing about UFA I think Rangers fans are quite confident Rangers fans are always quite confident irrespective of 
but I mean, they get, doing. they get the job done at Ibrox, it's fine. Like, well, uh, I think they play away first. No, it's first legs at home. All right, I think Celtic play away first then uh, to Padova. Some Lithuanian team. Lithuanian team, they should uh, be all right there. Again, should be fine. But that's actually a worse, yeah, it's a worse team than Rangers are going to play. The only concern with that is Russia is a really good league. And I actually this think this team's probably a similar quality of team to Rangers. Maybe. But Looking you- at their foothead ratings <laughs> on FIFA, their top players were about 75, 76, which is about... Should be an even tie then. Should be in line. So I wouldn't... And going out to UFA, wherever... That may well be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really could be in the tundra. You know, I, like, well, look it up in the meantime. It's not exactly going to be just outside St. Petersburg or Moscow. Do you know what? It, it might It might well be. <laughs> oh, you never know. I mean, was it no... Is it Angie Mekachkakala? Angie Makala, yeah. Was yeah, in yeah. the middle of nowhere. Oh, they had millions millions of money. Um, so FC Ufa, they're playing Moscow at the weekend. Dynamo. Dynamo. They're not a very good team. Um, in fairness... Where are they in the map? Well, we're zooming out and out. There's no water. And out. Oh, just north of Kazakhstan. Whoa! What, really? Oh, that's a long way. So it's in the Georgian border. Well, yeah, there. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. So Do you as well go to Alashkir or... You're, you're not a million miles away longitudinally from Afghanistan. Nice. So that's a long <laughs> way. That is a <laughs> long way. Absolutely brutal. But remember when Aberdeen and that went into Kazakhstan, it was an utter nightmare. So. I think we'll come back and play Celtic after that as well. <laughs> well that? That's absolutely metal. So uh, good luck the there. Both, actually. Uh, I've been absolutely panned recently on the Instagram page saying that they should have taken the money from Bordeaux for Alfredo Morelos. 3.75 million. They shut that down massively. Uh, and he's went and scored a hat-trick against Kilmarnock. <laughs> perfect hat-trick. Oh, did he get a header left and right? Bandit. He's definitely doing much better this season. Aye, I think... I, I still have questions, though. I do have questions about his temperament rather than his quality. And again, everyone's talked about his hold-up play and stuff like that, but watching him in that nil-nil draw against Maribor midweek, you know, he fluffed a chance that he was offside for. Didn't contribute that much to the game. And I know that wasn't the type of game he would have contributed a lot to. They were very defensively minded. But to lead your line, you know, as the main Ranger striker. What's going to be more interesting though is if... See, I think he's a decent player if he has a sort of older head beside him to keep him on the kind of right path. He he looked brilliant with Kenny Miller. I think if Lafferty comes in, they're a good foil for each other. I think I think I you could probably see a good strike partnership there. They do need more strikers. To oh, come no up. doubt. I mean, especially if Jamie Murphy's going to be injured now. I don't think he started that season, the season that greatly, to be honest. No, but I think it looked a bad injury at Kilmarnock the day. So, do you know, for me actually, I think Rangers are possibly the strongest defence in Scotland right oh, now. I mean, they're certainly better than Hibs. <laughs> they are better than Hibs, <laughs> uh, although they could probably outscore them. Do you actually think they're going to challenge? This is this is the question. Rangers, yeah, right. For Rangers to do it, they need to hope that this wave of the Celtic unsettledness carries on, going, yeah. and they need to get out ahead, which they they can't do because Hearts are already out ahead. 
Uh, we got panned in the comments for that as well, saying, yep, they're going to play their typical boring defensive football. It's all downhill for them. Boom, top of the league in two weeks. <laughs> Although, to be fair, you watched the highlights against Dunfermline? No. Oh, dear. They were very lucky. I think that's a Betfred Cup thing. Like They just slump into this miserable... <laughs> they don't really want to be there. No. Um, mm, I'd be amazed if Rangers won the league. But... It's not as distant a thought as it was last season. Yes, I would agree. They are, I think the old firm game will be very, very interesting this season. They could take points. I wouldn't be surprised if they won it. For me, it's been really interesting to see what Steven Gerrard's actually been doing. Because what I think he's actually been doing is going about intimidating the crap out of everybody. But I mean, I come on, it's like Steven Gerrard. I mean, did you want his interview with Ailey Barber after the game today? Uh-huh. I mean, it was like, I scared me last year trying to ask him questions. Uh-huh. I was like, I'd be the same. I don't think I would do it. <laughs> I, just like, I don't like what he's been, because he came out after the Aberdeen game first game of the season, absolutely lambasted the referee, said, you know, they never get any decisions. A week later, that Morelos red card rescinded. Aye, which you should never have been. If anything, right, you, you book McKenna retrospectively, but mm. you don't rescind that red card. That's no. a joke. Yep. And, you know, same sort of thing. He's kind of coming out over-talking and... It is. It's scaring people, and it's it's working. It's, as a mentality thing, he is. He's a big presence. All of a sudden, he's he's doing what he's. Yeah, he is. He's got an aura. Yeah, he has a kind of a a, a presence. That Brendan Rodgers is quite subtle. Yes. In what he's doing, he's like God, the Godfather, like. Yes. Stephen Chandler is like Scarface. <laughs> yeah, he's just, <laughs> he just, com- just comes in for it. He's mash- he's, he's improved so many players, and like that. Ryan Jack was a freaking hero. I know Um, and you know Morelos is on form so all of a sudden see that's what I think Rodgers has been quite good with at Celtic he's been really good at what he's had to work with he's a good moulder I don't think he knows what he wants in terms of proving a team whereas Gerrard gets what he wants and then demands more from that so he's been probably that I think quite right it's maybe what Rangers are leading clearly clearly and everyone will be loving it because you know the the challenge is back on uh, the chat of ten in a row is starting to aye it's, it's, there's a wee bit of creak in the voice uh, they're still no selling kits though which aye, is aye. I don't know what's going on there maybe, maybe they're waiting to get them in the house of Fraser maybe <laughs> if it's still open on Buchanan Street we'll wait and see um, ah, but you, t- you touched on Hibernian earlier uh, who just had a shocker against Molda? I think so. I think it was one game too many. Yeah. You see the stadium though in Molda. It looked cool. Oh, that that was cracker. Right, it's right. in the middle of like a fjord. Aye. It is absolutely stunning. There's some stunning stadiums in Norway. Nah, I don't know anymore. Mm. <laughs> the Rosenberg one was quite cosy. It yeah, looked quite nice. But I know good old Ollie Gunnar Showshire absolutely. Mm. Showshire does, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yeah, just defensively for them, they're no. Not really there. We've always known the Ambrose, you know, <laughs> effect. But you know, also is it Ryan Stevenson that plays alongside him in the heart of defence? The former Rangers boy, see the full or see the oh, McGregor, Darren McGregor, Darren McGregor. You know, it's pigeon chest. It's looking good though. Uh, and they again against Ross County today were pretty wayward. Uh, it was uh, Ambrose and Porteous, Ryan Porteous. You know, out on loan in the Championship last season or something. Might have been because he's quite young. I think or maybe I saw him in development league that's what it is um, right. I, he did play when we went to see the Falkirk under 20s yeah he was definitely playing in development league David Gray and Stevenson stay away with me that's every time I hear David Gray I think of the, <laughs> the musical artist David Gray and the, the sort of miserable 
<laughs> miserableness. Um, I mean, David, again, it doesn't matter about your fullbacks defensively, really. No, it's your two centre backs, and if they can position well, and they just don't do it. No, is the bottom line, and that's what's going to hurt them. That's what we said was going to hurt them, really. In our aye, and it's, it's unfortunate that it came to that kind of disappointing defeat because mm. yeah, attacking they've been brilliant, they've been really entertaining to watch. They very much replicated, I think, what Aberdeen managed in recent European qualifications. Yes, you know, you get to that third round and just... It's glorious failure. Yeah, you fall a bit mm. flat. I, I think a terrific campaign from them. Much better than when they were unceremoniously knocked out by Brondby. No, I didn't know they played in Copenhagen. And that Copenhagen versus Brondby is actually a big... A big game. Big derby. Thanks to Interplays on Instagram for yeah. highlighting that to me. He was an expert in European football, suspiciously. You know, Danish though. He is Danish. Yeah. Well, Copenhagen's in Denmark. Aye. Oh, yeah. The capital. Yeah, I know, but I thought, why are you saying he's Danish? Anyway, uh, so it looks like they both could be going to the Europe League. Can they get the same group? I don't know if they allow that, do they? No. Uh, if I, it's only till the last 16 that they could play each other. That would be funny. That would be. Oh, can you imagine? The riot. The two legged affair that would be. <laughs> and the way it'd be scheduled is they'd play each other in the Scottish Cup on a Sunday. Uh, be Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. Uh, yeah, and then there'd be another <laughs> league game that would just clash and, like, they would delay the split fixtures again for no apparent reason. Oh, that'd be. Can you imagine the scenes? Oh, is that prime time? How would the away allocation work for that? Would that be different to what they're currently? Well, I think it will because if they play in the Scottish Cup, yeah. I'm sure you're you get obliged more. to give a 25% oh, allocation. Oh yeah, which is the sort of what they get. If what they we used got to get an old firm derby on four games in two weeks, I in the Europa League and in, in Europe, no that less, would be sensational. Sensational. I can't think of any big derbies that were, like, I don't think Man U ever played Man City or uh, no Liverpool played Chelsea a few times but that's not like a it's, a it's a big English game but it's not like if it was a Liverpool Man United or no. something or, uh, did Barcelona play Real Madrid no too long ago maybe and I'm sure Milan have played Juventus I mean, it would be a pair if they'd played Inter. Inter would be really funny because, again, it's at the same stadium two <laughs> weeks, a week later. Two linked to the same stadium. <laughs> but they still get the Sunday game to get rest, Aye. even though they're not travelling anywhere. Now, write in if you know any European grudge matches. That would have been a good quiz, but... European uh, derby days. I'm not prepared. <laughs> uh, that would be that would be interesting to see. So, yeah, any other thoughts on the Europa League or the Champions League, John? Nah, I think we'll, we'll settle with the Europa League group stages interesting to see it's, uh, it's nippy being on a Thursday and the other games are taking place on one evening yes uh, although if you like you stand your long weekend you go to the pub you know it's I would like to see them because some teams we wouldn't have seen in a while you know you like to see your Red Bull Salzburgs or well. people like Marseille and yeah but you know you're, you're hoping they're going to get a good interesting group yeah you hope decent away days yeah. hopefully FC Ufa <laughs> don't spoil that aye hello looking at that location there's, there's every chance there's brutal of that happening yeah, also we this weekend we kind of touched on it in bits and bobs our League Cup competition whoosh uh, I guess we'll start you're, you're, you're whoosh <laughs> whoosh well the League Cup's your, your tournament it so. was yeah, I'm, I'm becoming less and less interested <laughs> Um, so I think one of the interesting games was Air United absolutely pumping and minced indeed uh, yes. I've been saying I've been minced for the start of the yes, season I, I am fearing for my predictions at the beginning of the season come on <laughs> it's not looking good although McCann must be on a sugarly peg so <laughs> can't be that bad yeah, who's going to come in and fix that like? uh, yeah it's a, it's a challenge the best striker plays was <laughs> that, that's a worry mm, it's yeah. a big problem is what it is 
I mean, have you seen the sending off? I haven't. Oh, it's quite funny. Is this Sophie and Musa? Yeah. I mean, he was subbed on after 55 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yellow carded almost immediately. Right. He put in a few more challenges. Mm-hmm. We spoke to the ref, his manager, his captain, a couple of other teammates right. to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yes. And he still goes in for a massive challenge and the ref had no choice but to send them off. So. Good grief. So that was a good refereeing red card. All within <laughs> 15 minutes. I, I've never seen someone get wound up so quickly. It's intense when you're out there, John. I, it's intense. Honestly, he's just embarrassed to be in the same pitch as Laurie Shanklin. <laughs> <laughs> well, he... Well, two goals. Two goals. Another brace for him. First goal was... It was like a long ball over. Poor defending. I mean, there's not a bad thing people can say about him right now. Or they are, as a, as a club. Mm, I think they've, they've not set the championship on fire with a, a draw and a... They, they beat Partick in the opening game. Right. And they drew away... They draw away Inverness. Could have done so. Which is a way. reasonable result. Yeah. Having to go up there for air. So, yeah, I'd be kind of worried if I was Falkirk or Dundee United or any of these kind of clubs well, because the, air looked good. The interesting thing about Le Shankland was he was linked with Dundee. And if you're pumping them 3-0... Why would you go? Why would what? you? But then that's what Rangers did with that Barisic boy. They took that Ozieck team to the cleaners and <laughs> took I him them. Um, so is that point they're going to sign Stephen Cocker then so. <laughs> every, every chance oh, your logic. for 3 million or something yeah. um, do you think he'll move whom Shankland I don't think he will he's got a good gig here um, because he has he struggled at St Mirren he, he struggled at St Mirren he struggled at Morton he never broke into the Aberdeen team when he was a youngster here in League 1 we got a wee bit of confidence back and he's looking good and it's a good fit for him Ian McCall seems to get the best out of him scary man <laughs> uh, why would you sort of leave that at the moment anyway do they challenge for playoff places yes 100% in fact I would have them challenging for the league at the moment that is a hashtag bold prediction uh, well for the league aye that's strong honestly they're like they're Livingston for the last there's no season. way their stadium holds up to premiership standards by the way they should just be given a, a kind of pass. <laughs> atmospheric. Yes, if you were playing in the Italian leagues, it would be fine. Aye, so what? Yeah, which we'll come back to later, ironically. Yeah, so no, they did really well. Dundee in a complete hole. Uh, not so much league wise. Well, I think they might be saved by St. Mirren, though. Well, who got absolutely turned over. Aye. And quite a surprising result, even to me, as a follower of Aberdeen. <laughs> Uh, 4 0. I mean, you know, it's bad when Stevie May scores, though. Like, really bad. That's when you really, know you're. Really, really bad. I think everyone was getting in the action. Mackay Stevens, Shinny. Um, no, it was a Mackay Stevens double penalty and a volley. Uh, the they, Stubbs effect taking hold. They don't look good. I know they keep going on with the run beating in the Betfred Cup. It was two draws. It was three draws and a win. Well, they're, they're now beating in the Betfred Cup. And they're now beating the league. I can't remember the results. 2 0 away at Ibrox. And. They got beaten their home game, first game of the season. I think they did, yeah. Because uh, they're doing the bottom Dundee. with Motherwell, aren't they? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's nice to see Stubbs still hasn't learned how to make his defenders defend. You know, like. He just... Oh no, did, uh, did they not draw their first game of the season against Dundee or something? It might have been. In the horrendous two-each game, which was lacking entirely in defending, but a lot in attacking. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember listening to an interview with him after that game, and he wasn't impressing me the way he was speaking. Like, I thought his punditry and things has actually been quite good, but just as a manager. He doesn't have it as a manager, in my opinion. Yeah. The whole reason he went to Hibs was he had advice from his pal David Moyes was that to go there and win games, which was a dead cert because they were a team with a budget that was way beyond Aye. the championship, and he still fluffed it. So, 
he, he, made, he won the Scottish Cup and he'll be immortalised for it he should have left it at that yes and enjoyed his time in punditry like what Ali McCoist is doing because he will well, never go back into management well you know, Christy gig there I mean, it's, it's a good deal why, why would you go back into management I was not impressed with St Mirren's signings uh, over the summer uh, at all and I think you know their their team because yeah. I think you know we saw championship teams that did better today um, or on Saturday so, aye uh, than they did so not looking too good yeah. well them um, and Dundee will be pals <laughs> indeed well relegation six pointer I think next weekend exactly uh, we touched on we touched on the Rangers performance against Kilmarnock but we've not said so much uh, of Kilmarnock and the 3-1 loss at Rugby Park oh, so frustrating I thought they could have done more to be mm-hmm. honest I don't think they would have won it I just felt they had more to give uh, especially Jordan Jones their goal came from actually giving him some space yeah they've never done it enough in the game for me anyway Jack's uh, kind of gone quiet on him he was the the big he was the kind of big move, money move mm-hmm. um, they will be fine top six is looking okay for them but in that particular game you're like come on this is Rangers are to be HUD at the back exactly if they if they won that game they would have gone on to play oh they would have played air aye oh that would have been great. a great game damn darn and blast excuse me <laughs> um yeah, I think they'll be disappointed in that because they were the team last season to push the old farm teams and to have the big performances, but yeah, not to be. Ah, but I they'll still be fine, um, annoyingly. Not in the Betfred Cup anymore. No. <laughs> nah, there's always the Scottish Cup. Yes. Nah, even then. Uh, the other two games, but you had Queen and South. They one pushed. Each, uh, one each uh, at full time. Go beat 4-2 four two. in extra time. Oh, St. Johnson, not. <laughs> Yeah, I've never really rated Queen of the South as that great a side, so that's not that's not a great result. Nah, it's, it's mid-table championship against bottom-table premiership. Tony Watt getting a brace, though. Which uh, I don't know. Good for him. Uh, who did they go on to face in Johnston? The... Aberd- uh, oh, no, Aberdeen would play Hibs. Uh, would Celtic maybe play St. Johnston then? Away? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. We'll get, we'll get the fixtures up so that our uh, listeners are well-informed uh, of the draw. My memory isn't as good as I want it to be. Your what? My memory's not as good as I hope. Oh, that's terrible. The Hearts. Oh yeah, Hearts uh, 1-0. You were saying they weren't playing great. Hearts would play Motherwell, St. Johnson would play Celtic. Um, Is that boon telly? The St. Johnson game? Probably. For Rangers versus Air United? Yeah, because the Rangers game's at Ibrox, so they'd probably put the St. Johnson game on telly. Hey... 100% they'll put the Hibs up. If they've got any sense, they'll put the Hibs Aberdeen game on telly. No... Yeah, that'd be a good game. Uh, interestingly, all the automatic qualifiers through. Yeah. There's no point in the group stages. There's only one only championship. One championship team, team left. Aye. So it is. It's eradicating the wee teams for yes. the kind of quarterfinals, which, which is standard. Yeah, we've yeah. said we've said that before. Uh, I think Ross County will be really miffed not to have pushed Hibs a little bit more in that three-two loss. Maybe, but kind of reaffirms them as being the favourites in the championship. Yes, it does. Uh, I think they had a good showing. I think they'll be right up there. In fact, they might even open a bit of a gap eventually. We will see. Uh, Talking of comebacks in extra time, you see the Zenit St. Petersburg score. 8 1 after extra time. Aye. Was it 5 1 in normal time or 4 1? 5 1, I think it was. Well, blame me, I have no idea. I think it was 5 1 or 5 0 in normal time. It was just carnage. There's like two or three red cards <laughs> and there's four goals in extra time. There's no even any need. In extra time, just go and score another four goal nah. or uh, three goals, but 
They did. They just went for it. Uh, so I'd love to see the highlights of that. That's absolutely insane. They, that's, I think they'll play Molder now because they would have played Hibs. They would have played Hibs. I Zenit versus Hibs would have been some game. I know. Well, we all thought it was going to be Dynamo Minsk. Well, they were falling on up. Exactly. Aye. That's the thing. Qualifying stages are actually more interesting <laughs> than, than the, the groups every now again. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so anyway... Oh yeah, we also had the Uber Diddy Cup oh. and the, the Iron Brew Cup. Aye. Uh, a few interesting draws thrown up from that. I think Falkirk will play... We play... Connor's Key Crusade. We play the Nomads. Nomads, there whoever, you go. Whoever they may be. Uh, the Livingston Under-20 team might have been going to Ireland, would they? Aye, Sligo. Uh, I think uh, Sutton and Boreham Wood now come in at this time. I mean, what you got? you got the New Saints versus Queen's Park. Okay. Grim. TNS have always done quite well. I'd like to see them make the final this year. Just for a laugh, yes. Uh, Folk will play Connors Quay, which is the Welsh team. Uh, we'll give them a wee confidence boost, hopefully. Don't film and go away to Boreham Wood, which is just outside London. That's not that's not too bad. At least that's you're not ferrying. Well, somewhere. true. Uh, what else you got? I wonder what the response from Boreham Wood will be, though. Like, uh, who's actually going to go to that? And well, likewise, it's who. A curi- it's a curiosity thing that would. Uh, who from Sutton United is going to go up to Airdrie? That would be a problem. That, that well, could, well, if you're watching people of Sutton United, Airdrie are a good team, it's a great atmosphere, you should go and see them. It's a big stadium, 10,000 seats. Oh, yeah, the Excelsior, mm. aye. Aye, well, that would be quite impressive for Sutton United. Aye. I think they've got quite good facilities themselves, though. So. They've got a lot of money behind them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Coleraine, whoever they are. They're the Northern Irish. I'm struggling. I can't determine between Northern Irish and Southern Irish. They're at home before Martin United. Oh, the Highland League. Oh, the Highland League. Where are they? Are they up near Aberdeen? Yeah. That could be. Now that's a problem because how, how on earth are they going to get the funding to... Yes. How can they afford that? Even even the kind of subsidies are not going so to give you that. This is where this format falls down. Yes. Is it's fine for like a championship club to do that. Mm. Although even though they're out of pocket doing it as well. For a Highland League team, like those lads are basically going to have to pay... I mean... How do, you even, how do you even do that? Is that a midweek fixture? No, it's a Saturday, That's, I think. But the thing is, though... But even then... You're going to have to get like the Friday off work or something to... I, I honestly cannot work it out. Even if you bus yourself to Stranraer and get the ferry, that, that is still an unbelievable journey. It's a two or three day trip. Easy. That's brutal. That doesn't. That's that's where this format falls yeah, down. I mean, and bless them for trying something different. The, kind of, the other flip side to that is Queen's play Crusaders. Northern Ireland I think I think they're Northern Ireland or Queen of the South yeah which is you get the Bit ferry to yeah but we can't ferry all these teams to Queen of the South and Stranraer you can't do that every game like for every round but they played their home games there though <laughs> would that not be easier for everyone because I don't think these teams get great turnouts for these games I mean and you're looking at Sligo and the hassle Falker had to get there I'm sure Falker took more folk than the Sligo, Sligo fans probably uh, they'll host either Forfar or Livingston Colts why? See, the thing Why? is, right, we, we talk about the glamour of the Champions League and the Europa League. This is the stark opposite. This is the real dregs of professional, and not even professional football, in theory, with Highland League, even though it's, it's semi-professional, hmm. um, coming together for a competition. It's, it's a mishmash of nonsense. And even then, like, how much iron brew do they sell in England to include Sutton United and Boreham not enough exactly <laughs> even is it popular in Ireland I don't think so I mean the last game's Peter Head against Bohemians which are I think they're Irish that's brutal they're, they're well, you would probably fly to they, Aberdeen there's a lot of flights to, fly to uh, five. Yeah, that was flights to Aberdeen 
Because they, they're uh, Dublin based, I'm sure. I saw Trump flew to Aberdeen and uh, a tour of his plane, but they were worried because of the shortness of the runway. <laughs> they could have ploughed straight through Pataudry and had to rebuild a new one. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> I don't know how they're getting on with that new <laughs> new development, actually. Oh, anyway, oh. speaking of random dregs of teams, we have a new name for our terribly named Predictions Stroke Accumulator yes, feature. Yes, this is it. This is now known as The Bold Sixfold. The Bold Sixfold. Because we, like, we like the word bold here. I'll never podcast. actually go through. <laughs> <laughs> so it is now The Bold Sixfold from now and we will give our predictions on a sixfold accumulator for some unusual fixtures. You may not get the odds live on the podcast but we will have, and I've been saying this for weeks, a wee graphic together to, to illustrate this. Come so, together. This week, who are we focusing on, Jonathan? Uh, well, since your love affair with Italy and Verona and... How can you not fall in love with Verona? The well... home of Romeo and Juliet. And Liam <laughs> Henderson! da 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 You say, speak for yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> as we've had before, on our, on, our, on our feature within a feature, my Verona! <laughs> Recognisable former theme. I always try and predict the Verona games. Uh, so, interestingly enough, if you followed uh, Kievo Verona, their first game of the season was against Juventus. Mm. Last week, they lost to 2-3. Darn, but they were 2-1 up against Cristiano Ronaldo's side. Uh, but sadly, couldn't keep it there. Do we know who they're playing this week, John? Kievo are at home to Fiorentina. Fiorentina. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, I will go. Do you know what? Right. Because we've never won one of these yet. No, we haven't. So I'm going to go totally conventional this week and just say Fiorentina. Good. Are they the, are they the odds on? Ah, oh, probably. Um, in terms of Hellas, Verona. They're at home to Calcio Padova. Oh, Padova. They sound quite good. I'm not going to pretend I know anything about that. Um, Padova. Right, I'm trying to remember back to my right, Serie B FIFA career playing days. Do, do you want the table? I have the table. Well, where are Padova? Right, Padova are fourth. And where are Hellas, Verona? Tenth. After then oh, is- no games, that's fine. So this is the first game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no indication. Ah, oh, so the game they played last week was a friendly. No, they're it's Copa Italia. <laughs> right, okay, brilliant. Eh, oh, uh, the worst. I'm going to pick Hellas Verona because yeah. I, I never came across Padova in my career mode. I think Verona have done all right. They got beat off Catania in the Copa Italia, uh-huh. who are Serie C, but they were a Serie A team, but two seasons ago, right. And I'm fairly confident they've suffered the same fate Juventus did yeah. for match fix and okay, slash and all sorts of weird and wonderful things. What are our other games, John? Uh, well, the first one up is Juve versus Lazio. Oh, that's an easy Big one. game, so... Ronaldo yet to score in Sierra, mm, interestingly think, enough. Nah, this could be the game. I think Juventus to win it quite comfortably. Lazio have lost a good couple of good players. Well, Felipe Anderson. Being the big one. Uh, I think they've still got Insigne. Not Insigne. Chiro um, um, Immobile still there. Chiro Immobile is mm. who I was thinking of. My man. I'm a big fan of Chiro You like him in FIFA Aye the, the crack there was uh, He scored in the Roma Lazio game last season That was it Which was uh, penalty First time I'd ever seen VAR Yes uh, I don't think we've ever talk about, talked about that No Would they use it there? They use it in America Do they use it in Germany? No How long the, did the, it take? Like there and it, then It wasn't too long I had no idea what It was, was VAR Right the, the game just stopped and there was none in the big screens. Oh, I was just everybody whistling, throwing smoke <laughs> grenades, and whatever else. Yeah, but like in the big screen. Do they have big screens at the airport? Aye. Oh, aye. Aye, oh, right. But I mean, nothing to suggest it was VAR. And then all of a sudden, they had, last year, had a penalty. There you go. Made a one each. It's not helpful, is it? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> this is mental. So we picked Juventus there. What are our other games? Uh, next one up is Inter versus Torino. 
Inter's probably Inter win. There. Torino. They're looking quite strong, I think, for the league this year. They look, they look good. Um, Inter, Torino narrowly beaten off Roma this afternoon. Where do they play now that the whole. Because remember, they used to ground share with Juventus at the. Uh, they've got their own. Stadio della Alpe, I think. They've got their own weekend Olympico Stadium. It's quite smart, mm. aye. That's who Chiro Immobile used to play for, weirdly enough. Long time ago. Well, was he going there? Joe Hart was there last season. Yes, so. he was. He was. Um, Terrible. Game after that is Roma versus Atalanta. Roma, because Roma. Atalanta Roma. have kind of lost their special yeah, touch. Yeah, they're not as good as what by. you want them to be sometimes. Yeah. The oh, they're just make that bold. Couldn't pick my team virtuous and tell because they're on a plane. Aye, not till December. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just checking with Na- Napoli are playing Milan. This weekend? Yeah, uh, aye, next weekend coming up. Uh-huh. They're at home. I couldn't remember if they were home or away. Home Sorry, home that's why I was farting about my phone <laughs> and not ignoring you guys. Well, who, who are you picking then of oh, those two? Because that's a big game. Because <sighs> Napoli had a reasonable result without getting the win today. Maybe That's a, maybe a draw. Good stuff. Why, why not? Yeah. So, if you're interested, guys, give that a try. <laughs> don't put money on it. You're set- no, don't gamble. Uh, well, unless we're sponsored, and then, you know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's a long way to go. Um, when the fun stops, stops, kids. That's the that's the advice from your your Uncle Paul and your Uncle John. Unless you're Mr. Hill, and then you're more than welcome to. Oh, William. You used to work with a Mr. Hill. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> now, if you bet fair, 365 days of the year. There you go. Uh, Paddy. Anyway. Come on, Paddy. I think that's about time after John's <laughs> plea for some more marketing cash to round no off. marketing cash, any marketing oh. cash. You know, invest in your own flipping microphone arm for a start. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening from myself, Paul. Cheers, guys. All the best. And we'll be back next week with, I think, a comparison between FIFA 19 and Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. So stay tuned for that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.